And I'll tell you, the minute you decide you don't want to hear God's word, there will be a thousand spin doctors around you, a thousand false messages coming from a thousand different areas to feed you, to tickle your ear and help you walk away from God and Christ and the blood. Welcome to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire, author and founding senior pastor of the exciting Turning Point Church in Fort Worth, Texas. Pastor Jeff is known for his heartfelt and practical proclamation of the scriptures. We are so glad you joined us today. So stay tuned as Pastor Jeff teaches, encourages, and challenges you from the Word of God. It takes courage to tell the truth when the consequences may be your life. Hi, and welcome to Life Talk. I'm Jeff Wickwire, and thanks for joining us this time. Today, we're continuing the series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, with a look at a man named Micaiah. Micaiah was one of these rare people who would rather tell the truth than play politics, win popularity, or save face. And I say rare because he stood courageously alone amongst a large group of false prophets and told an erring king that what he was about to do would end in catastrophe. As we look at this brave man today, I think you'll end up wishing like me that we had more of him in our own country. Truth tellers, no spin straight shooters, champions of honesty. So grab your Bible and follow along as I share the message, Micaiah, speaking the truth without spin. This is our ninth message in the series, Unsung Heroes of the Bible. And today we're looking at a man, as I said, who, under intense pressure to follow the crowd and say something that he knew was not true, he refused to do so. He was a truth teller. Micaiah was a truth teller. Conversely, Micaiah lived in a society, he lived in a culture, and among so-called prophets that practiced the fine art of spin. He lived in a spin-the-truth culture. Now, let me tell you what I mean by spin. Spin refers to the highly manipulative tactics used to sway audiences away from a true presentation of the facts. Sound familiar? Spin is when one plays loose with the truth to gain an advantage. Spin is when you share 95% truth and 5% falsehood, just enough to turn or spin something to your advantage. That's the most dangerous kind of spin. The spin that is almost right, almost true, almost accurate, but there's enough falsehood to make it spin. You're spinning it because you want to persuade an audience or persuade a person your way. Spin is really a form of sophisticated lying. When you believe the end justifies the means, You are after a result, you're after an end, you're after an agenda, and you believe that anything justifies reaching that agenda, you're a candidate for spin. When I think of spin, I think of half-truths, deceit, disguised bias, or propaganda. Is that happening in our culture today? Well, you better know it. A major company was looking for a new marketing director. After much advertising and many applications, three candidates entered the final selection process. 
the first candidate was asked a very simple question. What is two plus two? He was surprised, thought about it a minute and said, well, all I know to do is tell the truth. So he said, four. The managing director looked at the board, shook his head and thanked him for coming, but he was not the candidate they were looking for. So the next one was asked again the simple question, what is two plus two? He paused and thought about it and thought, well, this is a trick question, surely. So I got to say something a little bit slick. So he said, well, it's a number between three and five. The managing director smiled and the board was quite impressed. The candidate was thanked and ushered out. The last candidate was also asked the simple question, what is two plus two? Without batting an eyelid, he replied, what do you want it to be? He said, you're hired because we're not after the truth. We're after creating whatever we want the truth to be. That's spin. And that's the world we live in. We live in a world that has rejected primarily the word of God that gives us absolute truths for living, morality, ethics, God, right and wrong, light and dark. I mean, it gives us absolutes. We've rejected the absolutes and have sold out to the whole notion of spin, that truth is whatever you want it to be. Your truth may not be my truth. My truth may not be your truth. Let's just get along with our different truths. Don't you tell me or impose on me what your truth is. Translated, don't bother me with the word of God. I want to live the way I want to live. That's the art of spin. That's the fine art of spin. We call these people who are really pros at it, spin doctors in our day. Another name for them is politician. I had to throw that in. And the national media, you should know, are all about spin. They're no longer concerned with the truth. They're all about spinning a story to suit their own political agenda by their own admission. They are now fully engaged in spin. When I took journalism in college as a minor, I was taught that the whole notion of journalism was objectivity. You were to be objective, tell the story as it was. That's now been totally rejected when it comes to politics or religion. You can count on it by ABC, CBS, NBC, CNN, MSNBC. All of them are now involved in spin. So anything you hear them say about spirituality, Christianity, religion, or politics, you should always take with a grain of salt, if not a whole salt shaker. That's free. I'm just letting you know. Because you're not going to get the truth much in our culture. You've got to go to the Word of God. If you want pure, undiluted, unpolluted, unvarnished truth, you've got to go to the Word of God or hang around with truth tellers. Now, what I like about Micaiah is he would not play the game. He would not involve himself in spin. As Paul put it in the text we read, he spoke the truth with his neighbor. He didn't hedge. He did not duck and dodge. He didn't water it down. He spoke the truth with his neighbor. He spoke the truth in a very, very difficult situation I'm about to describe to you. He courageously spoke the truth of God's word, no matter the consequences. Those surrounded with spin masters and compromisers and fakes and sellouts. Micaiah refused to sell out. He was true to the truth. His fidelity was to the truth. Now, the events surrounding Micaiah are as follows. The story I want to look at today. One day, 
during the day of the divided kingdom. Now remember, Solomon forsook the Lord in his latter years, tragically walked away from God, became totally corrupted by idolatry and paganism. And so a divided king left a divided kingdom. The kingdom that had been unified split off into Judah and Israel. Israel was comprised of 10 tribes, Judah of two. Israel never had a righteous king. Judah had a few righteous kings. Israel had none. Now, in the days of Micaiah, the king of Judah was Jehoshaphat, and the king of Israel was the wickedest king that ever sat on the throne of Israel, Ahab, and his wicked queen, Jezebel. Now, one day, Ahab came knocking on Jehoshaphat's door. And he said, I've got a question for you. I'm asking you to help me with something. He said, what do you need? He said, I want you to go with me to fight the Syrians because they have a plot of land that I want. And I want you to help me get it. Now, Jehoshaphat was kind of naive, really. He was more spiritual than Ahab. Ahab was wicked through and through. Jehoshaphat had some sense of God. He should have discerned immediately that he should not do this. He was being asked to run with somebody wicked but he did not do it. He instead said, sure, I'll go with you to to fight the Syrians. Uh, Sure, you've got a friend. Here we are. We'll help you go win. He said, but I've got a question for you, Ahab. Can we get some prophets who will speak over this? Can you give us a prophetic word? You have any prophets in the land? Well, here's the deal. Ahab and Jezebel were so wicked that they were persecuting all of the true prophets of God. The true prophets of God were hiding in caves lest they be wiped out, assassinated, martyred by Ahab and Jezebel. Ahab and Jezebel were so wicked. Jezebel was such a wicked queen. She had introduced Israel to Baalism, the corrupt, depraved cult of Baalism. And through her influence, the whole nation of Israel had been defiled, come under a bad influence. It matters who is leading you. It's very important who the head of a nation or a country is because there is a trickle-down effect. And Ahab and Jezebel, the trickle-down spiritually from them was very, very bad. So here's Israel. They had forsaken the Lord. They had walked away from the true and living God. And they were worshiping Baal, a false god, and involving themselves in such depravity that they were killing their children in worship of this false god. So there was persecution in the land if you were a true believer in Jehovah. There was, there was terrible activity in the name of this God, Baal. And this is what Ahab and Jezebel had brought in the land. And Jehoshaphat said, yeah, I'll run with you. I'll go fight with you. But I want a word from God. And so what did Ahab do? Well, all the real prophets were off hiding in caves. So he gathered together 400 prophets of Baal that had been installed to replace the real prophets. He said, give us a word. Well, you're not going to get a true word from God, from false prophets of the false cult. But they began to prophesy. Now, here's Jehoshaphat and Ahab on the throne. They're in the same room, and here comes 400 men. And these 400 men all begin to prophesy, all begin to predict, all begin to bring a so-called word from God. And they said this word. They gave this word, go up. For the Lord will deliver the Syrians into your hand. You've got it. You've got it, Ahab. You've got it, Jehoshaphat. It's a win-win for you. You go against the Syrians. God's going to be with you. And you're going to come back the victor. It was a false word, a false prophecy. 
Here they sat. Go up. Prosper. They're hearing this. 400 men in unison, in unity, all saying the same thing. Well, Jehoshaphat had enough of the sense of God. Something inside of him went boop, 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 boop. You ever had that boop, 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 boop? Something looks really right, sounds right, but deep inside of you, you know that it's wrong. That's what rationalization does. Rationalization is when your mind tells you the opposite of what your heart knows. His heart said, there's something not right here. So he said, do you have one more prophet? Is there just one more prophet that we can get a confirming word here? I just want one more. Well, Ahab said, and this is a direct quote, well, there's one, but I hate him. Because he does not prophesy good concerning me. His name is Micaiah. I hate him. Now, that immediately tells us there's a history between Ahab and this unsung prophet named Micaiah. There's a history here. We know by insinuation, we know by the text that they had had confrontations before. And apparently, Micaiah had given him the genuine word of the Lord, and Ahab did not like it. And so he said, I hate this guy. Man, Jehoshaphat, you would have to ask for one more because I hate this guy. He's no good. He never says anything good about me. And Jehoshaphat said, oh, come now, come now. He's not that bad. You don't really hate him. Let's hear from him. So they sent a messenger. They sent a messenger and they got Micaiah. Now, obviously, this is a kingdom steeped in spin. The real word of God had been rejected by them. And they only wanted to hear things that tickled their ear or that agreed with the direction they wanted to go in. God's truth had been available to the king and to the people of Israel. And they had rejected truth for spin over and over again. And listen, when you as an individual or we as a nation reject truth for spin, we're in trouble. But the same thing does happen to you and me. Sometimes when we really want to go a certain way, we don't want God messing with our stuff. Ever been there? We don't want God messing with our stuff, cramping our style. We want to go a certain direction. And here comes the truth. It's such a temptation to turn to spin. Well, that may be true for this person and that, but it's not true for me. And God understands. And I'm just going to go ahead and do it anyway. And we convince ourselves up here what we know is wrong in here. And you can do that. You know, the Bible predicts that in the last days, the whole world is going to prefer spin over truth. First Timothy 4.1 says, Now the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last times, that's now, right before the return of Christ, in the last times, some are going to turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that come from demons. People who are used to hearing the Word of God, like you're hearing it right now, that wake up one day and say, I don't want the truth anymore. It's messing with me. It's, it's cramping what I want to do. So I'm going to turn to spin. And I'll tell you, the minute you decide you don't want to hear God's Word, there will be a thousand spin doctors around you, a thousand false messages coming from a thousand different areas to feed you, to tickle your ear, and help you walk away from God and the church and the Word and prayer and Christ and the blood. People will choose in the last days the lies of demons over the truth of God's Word. Paul said it again in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 3. He said, the time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers. They'll be out looking. The teachers don't come to them. They go to the teachers, the spin doctors. 
They will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. We have a choice. Everybody does in life. That is, do you want truth or a myth? Do you want truth or do you want falsehood? Do you want the truth or do you want a lie? And when we reject the truth, there is only one thing that will fill that vacuum, and it's a lie. When a person accepts spin over truth, the consequences are always disastrous. And this is what we're about to see in the lives of these two kings, because you see, they're about to hear a word from God, and they choose spin over the truth of God. Now I want you to imagine something. You're Micaiah, and you're off somewhere. I don't know where he was. The Bible doesn't say, but he's minding his own business. And suddenly, a messenger comes to him. And this messenger is from not one king, but two. And the messenger says, hey, you're wanted in the presence of both Ahab and Jehoshaphat. Two kingdoms represented in one room, and they want you, Micaiah. Whoa. Talk about being called to the office. So he walks in there. He's carried by this messenger. And when he walks into the room, he doesn't just see Ahab and Jehoshaphat. He sees 400 men. And they're all saying the same thing. Go to war. Go to war. Fight the Syrians. You're going to win. You're going to come home victor. It's going to be a great battle for you, a great campaign. But everything he hears them saying, he's hearing the opposite. He's hearing you're not going to come home. He's hearing you're not going to win. He's hearing you're going to die, Ahab. He's hearing this is going to be a catastrophe. Now, I want you to get this. The messenger brings him in. Micaiah is standing there. He's soaking all this in. He's putting together real quickly what's going on in this room. And right about then, this messenger leans into his ear and he says this, look, all the prophets are promising victory for the king. Be sure that you agree with them and promise success. Whoa. Talk about pressure. Talk about turning the screw. Talk about peer pressure. Here he is, one guy against 402. He's hearing totally different. He's one man with a word from God, and everyone else disagrees. Catch that. Everybody in that room disagrees, but him, he's got the word of the Lord on him. And now he's got this messenger saying, come on, go along to get along, Micaiah. Everybody else is playing loose with the truth. You can do it too. Be sure that you agree. Come on, Micaiah, go with the crowd. Don't be a party pooper. Fit in. Play the part. Compromise. It's more important to be accepted and popular than to stand alone, isn't it? This man is faced with what everyone in this sanctuary is going to be faced with and is faced with right now. That's why he's an unsung hero to me for what he's about to do. Because the pressure is on, every eye is on him, 800 eyes are burning a hole through his soul. He knows he's being pressured to compromise what's happening in his heart, what he knows to be the Word of God. The pressure to play the game, to please the world, to go along with the crowd is immense. And what I like about him is Micaiah could not and would not do it. There's going to come a time, and there is a time right now in the life of everybody in this sanctuary and everyone listening to me by radio, you are going to be in a situation, in a place where the pressure is going to be on for you to sell out, for you to side with the world, for you to compromise what you know to be true, pressure to go along to get along, 
and to gain the smile of the world and the frown of God or the smile of God and the frown of the world. It's there. I've never seen the battle lines drawn so sharply in America as I see it right now. Are you with the word or are you with the false prophets? Are you with the word or are you with falsehood? Are you standing with God? Are you playing for an audience of one or are you playing for the audience of the world? Micaiah squared his shoulders, looked the two kings right in the eye and told the truth. This is what I like about him. He told the unvarnished, uncompromised truth, looked right at them. And he began by saying that all of the king's prophets were under the influence of lying evil spirits. Can you imagine that? You've got 400 guys standing there. Come on, guy. Come on. on. One more confirmation and we're off to the battle. He says, I got to tell you what God's told me. I've had a vision. I've seen it. And the Lord has told me what's really going on. Every one of these men are being influenced by a lying spirit from hell. They're lying to you. They're not telling you the truth. Their message to you, kings, is demonically inspired. They are under a demonic spirit. They're lying. Right about then, he needed some body armor. He's got 400 prophets of Baal around him. But he didn't stop there. Strike one. Then he predicted King Ahab's certain death. He looked at Ahab right in the eye and said, For the Lord has pronounced your doom, Ahab. Strike two. Right about then, those 804 eyeballs looking at him are furrowed. And there is not a sense of a warm fuzzy in that room. He's feeling the heat, but he didn't stop there. He concluded by saying, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains like sheep without a shepherd. I see the entire nation of Israel befuddled, defeated, wandering on the battlefield, no leader, because Ahab, you're going down. You're not coming home. You're not going to return. And Jehoshaphat, you're going to rue the day that you shook hands with a devil. Now, I'm going to tell you the truth. God gave that truth to protect the king and the people of Israel, but they didn't want to receive it. They wanted the spin. They wanted the spin. So with Micaiah, we find a man of truth, a truth teller. Under intense pressure to spin the truth, he told the truth. Anybody in here want to be that way? Anybody in here want to be that way? Come on. Now I learned three major lessons for life from this unsung prophet. And let me tell them to you briefly. First, go with the truth not with the crowd. Well, isn't it refreshing to see a straight shooting truth teller who cared more about telling the truth than he did political gain? I believe Micaiah is the type of man our nation is longing for, which is what makes his story so very appealing. May God give us more men like these in the days to come. And don't miss next time when I'll be sharing part two of Micaiah's story. It is powerful. Now here's some important messages you'll want to take advantage of. Until next time, may God's rich blessings be yours. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff, and if you appreciate the straightforward Bible teaching you hear on Life Talk Radio, you can help us continue to be a voice of truth on this station. 
Call toll-free at 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us any time, day or night and make a donation to Empower Life Talk to continue transforming lives with the power of the gospel. Call 877-884-3111 or go online to lifetalkradio.us and give your best gift today. Micaiah, Speaking the Truth Without Spin, is the ninth message of Pastor Jeff's series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible. You can own a copy of this 10-CD set for just $50 plus shipping. Log on to lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. Get your copy of today's message for just $5 or purchase the entire series, The Unsung Heroes of the Bible, for only $50 plus shipping by logging on to lifetalkradio.us or calling us toll-free at 877-884-3111 for more information. You've been listening to Life Talk with Dr. Jeff Wickwire. To find out more about Dr. Wickwire's ministry and Turning Point Church, visit us at lifetalkradio.us or call us toll-free at 877-884-3111. That's 877-884-3111. And as a reminder, Life Talk is a listener-supported ministry. We exist to bring God's Word to thousands of people in your area on this great station. So your prayers and financial support go a long way in helping us with this endeavor. Please prayerfully consider helping us. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to meeting with you once again on our next Life Talk broadcast.